Dr. Raymond Wong's office occupied the third floor of a red-brick walk-up on the shady side of Jackson Street in Seattle's International District. First, you had to ring a bell, get buzzed in, no intercom procedure, trusting soul, then scale the steep wooden staircase to the top story where a dirty skylight leaked muddy daylight onto the tattered hall carpet. Turn left, walk twelve paces, reach door. A narrow wood sign painted in Chinese characters translated underneath into English read, When you lose your song, call Dr. Wong. The hall was unheated, full of winter frost. Venus Diamond rubbed her small, delicate hands together and blew into them. She usually wore leather gloves in winter, but had misplaced them. Lately, she had misplaced a lot of things, including her joie de vivre, Her fingers ached from the cold and were chapped from overwashing. She raised a limp fist and knocked on the door. While she waited for someone to answer, she stood in the dank hall, staring at her hands, marveling at how unworthy they were to wear the big, pear-shaped diamond ring, the thin, platinum band below it. Hands only a crocodile could love. Disturbed, useless hands. Like the rest of her. Depression wreaks havoc on self-esteem. And didn't someone once say that hands are maps of the psyche? Dr. Wong opened the door. He didn't look anything like she'd expected. When her U.S. Fish and Wildlife colleague, Louis Song, had recommended Dr. Wong to Venus, suggesting she see the renowned therapist about her recent troubles, Louis had described Raymond Wong as wizened, which had led Venus to envision a small, elderly, semi-bald oriental man, a sort of Confucius in a business suit. What she got when the real Dr. Wong opened the door and appeared before her was a small shock, not altogether unpleasant, still enough of a jolt to cause her to stammer. I, I, I was looking for Dr. Wong. He smiled. I am he. He was young, athletic, with smooth ochre skin and rich brown hair that fell carelessly across a broad, unlined forehead. His star-blue almond-shaped eyes had a penetrating, scrutinizing quality. He wore blue jeans with a Pendleton shirt and deck shoes sans socks. He looked like an Irishman, masquerading as a Chinese or vice versa, a physiognomy that shrieked melting pot America. And two, he had chemistry. Dr. Wong led her through a dark, cluttered hallway into a small reception area where a tiny Asian woman, almost exactly Venus's height and weight, 5'0", 92 pounds, helped Venus peel off her cashmere coat and beret. Tactfully averting her glance, the woman vanished with the cashmere. Dr. Wong pointed to a door, so Venus opened it and went in. His office was tranquil, airy, full of softly curved furniture and gentle wall coverings. It felt warm, cozy, and a fireplace at one end spat out smoldering embers. The doctor waved a hand at the couch. Venus sank into its goose-down pillows, and Dr. Wong eased into a big leather chair facing her.